Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm pleased to have on the show today, Laurie Norton. Laurie made a life choice in 2006 to move from Canada to Hamburgers Key, just off the coast of Belize in Central America. Lori is the creator of Taco Girl, a blog packed with useful information if you're thinking about visiting the beautiful country of Belize. Lori is Taco Girl, and better known to her friends as just Taco. So welcome to the show, Lori. How are you today? Good, thanks. You are the one behind the website Taco Girl. Can you tell us a little bit about you and why Taco Girl and it's wonderful it's a wonderful website. I found lots of useful information there and anybody who's looking to go to Belize would be uh, beneficial to go and check out that website. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Thanks, Randall. Um, so a bit about myself and uh, um, my backstory before I get to the work part is that I was prompted by friends who had made a move from Cancun, Mexico to the island of Amberdeen's Key, and I decided to take a trip. So by the end of my three-week January 2004 vacation, I was already planning my move. And as you had mentioned, I took the plunge in 2006, moving to San Pedro Town on the island of Amberdeen's Key which is off the coast of Belize in Central America. Now, I didn't know what the universe had in store for me. And as it turns out, it had a good sense of humor and made this dyslexic girl into a blog writer. And as for my blog, tacogirl.com, my name actually came before my business. I became Taco Girl by joining the ambergeesekey.com message board in order to meet local people and those from abroad with bullies in common. And one day it hit me to start a blog for my friends and family. And I decided to use the Taco Girl name. And thanks to the Hungry Bullies message boarders who wanted more, it took off fast. Can you uh, give us our list, give our listeners a feel what it's like to live in Belize before the pandemic? What are some of your favorite places? Sure. Um, well, life in Belize pre-pandemic was very laid back and low key. And as far as the country goes, it's filled with rich culture and delicious food. Now, for those who may not quite know about Belize geographically, I'm just going to tell you a little bit. We're located south of Mexico and to the north and east of Guatemala. And we're on the coast of the Caribbean Sea. Belize is a perfect place to daydream and plan your next trip. A two hour flight from Houston and Miami makes it super convenient for a vacation destination for a lot of people. And also for Europeans, Tropic Air offers flights from Cancun right to Belize airport, which is also handy. As far as size goes, Belize is one of the smaller countries globally, and it's only 1,867 square miles, 
were roughly 174 miles long by 68 miles wide. Now, different areas of Belize, one of the spots I really love, even though I already live on an island, is going to our sister island, King Cocker. It's just such a magical place there. It's very colorful and it has a very charming atmosphere and sandy streets. Many people say, um, and I caught the very tail end of it when we still had sandy streets. Many people say that King Cocker is like what Amberby's Key used to be before it got a little more developed. And it really is such a charming, colorful place to visit. In comparison, going to the mainland also holds some interest as well. There's lots of areas uh, that are great to visit with Maya ruins and rainforest. And one of the spots I really like over there is San Ignacio. And the draw about San Ignacio for me is it's so hilly and wonderful. It reminded me American-wise of being on the streets of San Francisco, which I absolutely loved. And is a nice uh, treat coming from living on a flat island for so long. And uh, another thing that I really had a um, great enjoyment of is that when we stayed there, uh, we were able to walk my friend and I to Halpesh ruins from our resort at San Ignacio Hotel. So that's a unique feature as far as uh, a country destination, being able to walk to a large ruins from your hotel depending on where you opt to stay. And that was a really big draw. And another third place that I really liked, which a lot of people travel to, is Placencia. It has longer beaches than here, so the beach is a little more spread out, and so is the um, region. The reef there is uh, further away, so it can be up to half an hour by boat versus 10 minutes off the coast of one of the keys. And the other thing about Placencia that's well known is it got a claim to fame by being in the Guinness Book of World Records. And it recognizes the Placencia sidewalk as the smallest main street in the world. So that's pretty cool. And it's a fun thing. It's really fun to walk on. Again, Placencia is charming. And you really do feel like you're back in time a little bit. And the world stops. It's, it's just a different, unique atmosphere in Belize. So another important reason I would urge you to add Belize to your travel list is post-COVID, we need your help. According to the Statistical Institute of Belize, 29,000 of us lost income in March 2020, which was a bitter pill for many people to swallow and our tourism industry ground to a halt. Thankfully now though, uh, the Belize Tourism Board and the government of Belize are trying to make it easier for travelers to come. And so with proof of a vaccine, you're able to enter without needing a COVID test. It makes it very easy to pass through the airline and Overall, even if you do need a COVID test to come, I've been hearing reports that travel is fairly easy and they're keeping the process smooth. I understand that uh, Belize has a large expat community. Can you tell me about that community and what draws people from all over the world to move to Belize? 
we do have a large expat community here. And like myself, many people who come here on vacation instantly fall in love and, and the wheels start turning. How can I do this? Is it retirement? Can I make the move ahead of time? And being that Belize is English speaking, that really makes it appealing to a lot of different people, expatriate wise. I had also had Mexico on my list, but without speaking fluent Spanish, that got crossed off pretty easy. And same for any local, closer to home tropical spot that would have been in America. The fact that nobody was banging down my door with a green card offer or some sort of position, that made it a bit challenging. And for personally being Canadian and Commonwealth, Belize was much easier for me to make my transition to. So instantly when I came on vacation, I knew I was going to make the jump and this was the place I was going to become an expat. Now, as far as our community goes, we have largely uh, Americans, Canadians, and Europeans are the main expat community. And on our island, Amberdeen's Key in particular, we do have a large size expat community and they're pretty easy to connect with. They're at local beach bars or through community-led organizations. So a lot of people do tend to volunteer. And also all our fundraisers tend to happen at bars because that's one of our main sources of activities. And the musicians are in support as well. So everybody joins hands to help support, support the organization. So that's an easy way to meet expats. And as far as other areas in Belize with a larger expat community, Peacocker, Corozal, Placencia, and Cayo are all destinations that are popular as well. Your love of travel started at a young age. Can you tell us about maybe one of your travels and why it was so memorable? Sure. Uh, when I was younger, I will say that our our family went on um, both ski trips and tropical vacations, and it was clear that I favored the beach over the ski hill. And one of my memorable trips was sailing in the Virgin Islands during Canadian winter. And I can still remember the first taste of that underwater brilliance and snorkeling as a little girl, and also endlessly enjoying ice cream on the dock because my parents were letting us have a special treat and it mm. was December and it just really struck home that this is something I wanted. I think we sort of talked about this, but I'm going to ask you again, why move from Canada to Belize? Now that you've been there for many years, can you tell us our listeners what they can expect if they decide that they want to move permanently to Belize. Sure. Now, as far as what people can expect, it's important to remember that this country is still young. And so while things are modern in a certain respect, there's still some little differences. And for example, the other day walking down the street, I stopped to pick up a treasure that I found. It happened to be a marble. And every time I see a marble, I stop and pick it up. And it's a reminder to me that kids here are still playing with marbles versus most of the world where that's a long forgotten toy, yeah. even though it still exists. 
And that that's just something special for me. Now things move at a much slower pace and people need to remember it's always good to carry a pocket full of patients with you and draw on the experience of people before you, um, especially if you're planning on making your expat journey because it can be challenging and you never know what mood the immigration office is going to be when you get there. But overall, I had no complaints and um, we might have experienced minor discord and honestly I just felt blessed and and happy to be here. As far as making a permanent move goes, for most people I would recommend that you test the waters first with an extended stay and this would give you a better idea of what you personally would need for cost of living and what your habits are like. Uh, for example, some people who have more budget can out more and dine out more often. Other people who have less budget are going to save that for special occasions and cook at home more so to deal with the pension and the set budget that they might be on. Other people move here and work, which puts them in a whole different category as well. So it all depends on, on how you plan to make your move and what to do, but just being well thought out and doing your due diligence is important. And don't expect that because you come from a, a certain country and things work a certain way, then it's going to be the same here. Just be respectful of the local customs and observant of where you are. Well, thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Now, can you uh, tell our listeners what you're working on and maybe what future plans might be in the works for you? Okay, thank you. As far as future plans, I'm one of the businesses that was having a struggle due to COVID and tourism income loss. And while we are bouncing back, there's many of us that are still sort of on hold in that respect because things are far from normal globally, and we're all across the world dealing with that. So one of the ideas that I came up with to help my business make it through this time and also to help important organizations was a concept called Hand Up. And in, in Belize, there's an old Creole saying called Hand Wash Hand. And the translation is roughly that Sometimes we need other people to help us fulfill our purpose and cooperation benefits everyone. So what I did is I decided to form Hand Up initiative to help Belize's NGOs, non-governmental organizations who don't make a profit, and give them an annual sponsored ad space on my website. And in addition to doing that, they will also uh, benefit from my volunteer experience, and I will be helping them raise donations and funds and also uh, give them access, help with my grant writing experience. And during my 15 years in Belize, I have volunteered with numerous, numerous charitable organizations. Many of these groups have little to no budget for marketing and are always striving to raise awareness. So I thought this was important to help some of these organizations out. And so far, the people who have joined up with my program are the American Crocodile Research Sanctuary, 
Belize Zoo, Mara Lions, Oceana Belize, Faga Humane Society, San Pedro Cancer Society and the Belize Cancer Center, Triple R Response Team, and Wild Track. Thanks to Victoria House Resort for their one-year sponsorship of Triple R Response in the Hand Up program. Triple R and I are already working together. We are in process of identifying and documenting areas of vulnerability on the island that need to be addressed. Our first focus has been on speed bumps, ropes, and road dips, all of which are currently hazards. We have also been teaming up with our San Pedro Town Council Mayor, Wally Nunez, regarding increased safety of Ambergris Key. Well, those are all great organizations, and a lot of them, they're either dedicated to the preservation of our environment or the welfare of people in our communities. So they're very worthwhile. And so far, two of the NGOs have been sponsored, which Saga Humane Society was picked up for a six-month sponsorship in a small global group, including local islanders, Judy Allen Hargrove, Joy Quile, Baker, international blog readers, Dalkey Designs, and Maureen Schultz-Sauner from Colorado. Dalkey Design is in Arizona. And Triple R Response has been picked up for a year sponsorship from our local Victoria House Resort. What I'll do for you, um, I did look out, I did check out your your link on your blog page, and I saw those people that are on there. So I will share that in the show notes so that our listeners, when they uh, come and listen to this podcast, they can just click on the link and they can take a look. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that can actually help. And that's what it's all about is we found over these 14 months that many countries that their sole GDP is based on uh, tourism have really struggled. The hospitality and tourism industry, many people have been displaced from their jobs. Yes, sadly. Uh, and I know for myself, I used to be a travel advisor sending people to faraway destinations but because of COVID, my passengers, my clients were not traveling. But again, decide what am I going to do? So I decided to create this podcast to create the dream of travel alive. And there are many places around the world, like Belize, where people love to travel to. But because of COVID, they can't. Um, as they starting to now with the vaccine passport, ensure that they've had their shots and that they can travel. So as countries start to ease their, their restrictions for where people can travel, as you just said in your in your um, interview there, that Belize needs people to come and visit. They need to bring their money, have a good vacation, respect the country, respect the people, the culture, but at the same time, come and have a good time. Belize is a beautiful country. It always has. And just because COVID came along doesn't change the country. It's still a beautiful country. So people need to come and visit. Before we leave, is there any last a few words that you would like to say before we end this podcast today? We'd just like to say thank you for the opportunity to highlight Belize, my chosen country. And I actually became a Belize citizen during COVID in September. So 
So it's very near and dear to my heart as a Canadian and a Belizean to have this opportunity and hopefully help encourage people to come and visit and see what we have to offer. Well, thank you for coming to the show today. And uh, I'm sure we'll be watching out and see as the world opens up, see travel return. We'll get people on those planes so they can come visit your beautiful country. Yes, thank you very much. Looking for more travel inspiration? Why not head over to Amazon and search the host Randall McEwen that is Randall with two L's, last name M-C-K-E-O-W-N, and his books The September to Remember, a story of survival while traveling England, France and Ireland and having his passport stolen in France, losing his luggage on his way from London to Dublin and then being away in Ireland during the attacks of 9-11. Or check out Gonzalo Guerrero, Travel Insights with Randall McEwen as he explores beautiful Cancun, Mexico, and the wonderful hospitality of Antigua and Barbuda. Both books available on Amazon. Thank you for listening to Passports and Postcards. Give us a 5-star rating, a great review, and subscribe or follow. If you would like to be a guest on the show then send a message to the host randall.mckeown at podvault.ca.